Hi, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the Level Play Sports Podcast, your source for everything related to athlete brand management. My name is Dave Kalin, and I will be your host for today's festivities. So I'm recording this episode in mid-May, and for you racing fans out there, and by that I mean horse racing, aka the sport of kings, uh, that can only mean one thing, it is triple crown season. Now the past few years in triple crown racing, they've been controversial and unconventional to say the least, not only with the triple crown being postponed a few months and run out of sequence last year, and without fans due to uh, the pandemic. But also, in 2019, when the winner, Maximum Security, was disqualified when when it was found that he impeded other horses down the home stretch. And now, this year, there seems to be yet another controversy surrounding the Kentucky Derby. The winner, Medina Spirit, tested positive for a banned substance and may be disqualified after the fact. Now, they're still analyzing a second blood sample to confirm the results, and it still may be a couple of weeks. But if it is confirmed, not only will the horse be disqualified from the Kentucky Derby, but also won't be allowed to race in the next Triple Crown races, like the the Preakness and the Belmont Stakes. Medina Spirit is trained by Hall of Famer Bob Baffert, one of the current legends in the sport. You can easily compare him to the greatest coaches in other sports. Phil Jackson, Tommy Lasorda, Bill Belichick. In fact, on Kentucky Derby pre-race coverage, they even had uh, a combined interview with Belichick and Baffert comparing the sports and management styles and whatever. Baffert had won six Kentucky Derbies, Belichick six Super Bowls. You get the idea. And they're both similar in that they are both winners that you have to respect but also winners that fans just love to hate. And that's because sometimes both of them, they just cross that line to do anything in order to win. Belichick with the deflate gate scandal and videotaping his opponent's practice sessions and Baffert with doping his horses. Yeah, in his career, over 30 of Baffert's horses have failed drug tests, including four just last year including last year's Kentucky Derby winner, uh, Justify. He gets most of the cases dismissed on technicalities, but this one with Medina Spirit may stick around for a while, and not only just because the investigation could take weeks or months, but since the drug test came back, he's been suspended from racing at Churchill Downs. He went on Fox News to do an interview and blamed the entire doping incident on cancel culture, and he adamantly said that there was no doping whatsoever, only to turn around 24 hours later and admit, well, okay, maybe there was some of the banned substance, but he didn't know how it got there. And while Medina Spirit did race in the Preakness, pending the outcome of the Derby investigation, Baffert himself didn't appear at the race. So in light of all this drama, I thought I'd take the discussion of athlete brand management as we do on this podcast, I thought I'd take it to the track and discuss who's involved, what are their brands, and what could happen to those brands as a result of this scandal.
before I go any further, a quick note to all the Kentucky Derby bettors out there. Uh, any disqualifications won't affect your payouts. If you had Medina Spirit, then someone won't be knocking on your door demanding your winnings back. Unfortunately, if you had the second place finisher, uh, Mandaloon, who paid out at 26 to 1, uh, you won't get any additional winnings either. By the way, in 2019, when they disqualified maximum security, that was done right at the track, so it didn't really affect the payouts. So if you had the second place finisher, Country House, who was instantly promoted to first place, paid out at 65 to 1 odds. So good for you if you had it. All right, back to the story. So the sport of kings has taken a beating in the past few years and decades and generations. Back before World War II, horse racing was was one of the top sports in America, right up there with baseball and boxing, and certainly bigger than football and basketball, both very much in their infancy back then. Back then, there were over 300 tracks in the United States alone, and now probably only about 20 or 30. Since then, the crowds at the track have fallen off due to off-track betting, then televised races, then internet betting, and now it's just the rise of all the other sports on the menu. The only thing that keeps horse racing alive is the gambling aspect, and now that you can gamble on other sports like football and basketball, there's even less of a reason to pay attention to horse racing. My local track here in California, Santa Anita, it was originally built for a capacity of 80,000, which May have been a possibility back in the 1930s, but now they're lucky to get eight or nine thousand on a weekend, and heck, maybe two to three thousand during the week. And then there's this whole animal cruelty issue that keeps popping up. <laughs> yeah, recent reports came out that said an average of one thousand racehorses die each year, and those are just the reported ones. And another report said that. Of the horses that are slaughtered and exported for meat, which is illegal, by the way, about 15 to 20 percent of them are thoroughbreds. So in this stage of the sport's decline, people have kind of been clamoring for a hero, somebody to lift up the sport after a long decline. I'm, I'm reminded of back in the 90s in baseball, you know, the home run race between Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, it brought people back to baseball after a really, really nasty strike in 94 and 95. So here comes Bob Baffert. It's definitely a great story. He got his start as a full-time trainer at the age of 20 and had a reputation for taking really cheap horses and turning them into big-time winners, not only at the Triple Crown races, but also at the Breeders' Cup and Dubai. He ended the long drought of a Triple Cup winner in 2015 and then did it again in 2018, and he just went past 3,000 total career wins last year. And then this happened. On racing's biggest day, it's the third straight Kentucky Derby race ending in a controversy. It has not only tarnished Baffert's personal reputation, but the overall brand of horse racing. But what does a brand mean for a horse? Now, the horse, of course, is the real athlete here, but like auto racing, it's just as much about the team as the individual athlete or car. Uh, there's the owner, there's the trainer, the staff, the jockey, all surrounding the athlete. So let's explore all four of these team members and see how a scandal, controversy, or 
In this case, a possible disqualification would affect each of them. Of these four team members, let's start with the easy ones first. The jockey? Not much here to speak of. Jockey's basically just a passenger. <laughs> Hope I just didn't insult every jockey out there. <laughs> but anyway, the jockey doesn't get disqualified for illegal substances. The horse does. You know, as an aside, there's kind of a big divide between the upper echelon of jockeys, like those in the Derby and everyone else. Sadly, the vast majority of jockeys out there risk their lives in eight to nine races a day and barely make more than minimum wage. The bigger jockeys, in wins, not in size, can not only negotiate a bigger mount fee, but in many cases have contracts with certain trainers and stables. So, will anything happen to John Velazquez, the jockey that was on Medina Spirit? Probably not. He's already a Hall of Fame jockey with over 6,000 wins and $400 million in purses, so no, he won't get a hit on endorsements. He can still say Kentucky Derby winning jockey John Velazquez in any ads because he's already won the Kentucky Derby three other times. The only thing that he would lose by a disqualification is his cut of the purse money, which is still about $180,000, so ouch. Now for Amr Zidane, the owner, I'm not sure either. He put up the money for everything, so he could definitely lose out on the lion's share of the purse money, which is well over a million dollars. And I'm sure he'll be paying most of the legal fees to defend the trainer and the horse, but aside from some chit-chat at the track clubhouse, I'm sure he'll be just fine. He'll still be making millions from his engineering consulting firm in Saudi Arabia, and I'm sure he's already started funding the next derby contender as we speak. For the horse himself, there may be some endorsements and... With the cloud over him, he may not race as much in the future, which could affect future earnings, but the biggest potential loss to Medina Spirit's brand will come in the form of reduced stud fees. Yeah, horse racing is all about selective breeding. Thoroughbred parents breed thoroughbred children, and successful horses get to spend their retirement years on the farm making the next generation and making a whole lot more money than they ever would have earned while racing. Yeah, a stud fee for a Kentucky Derby winner can get in the hundreds of thousands of dollars per cover, which is the equestrian term for a live breeding, and with hundreds of covers per year, that can definitely add up into the tens of millions of dollars. <laughs> there are a whole lot of stud jokes I could make here, but I want to keep this podcast clean. <laughs> but seriously, if the disqualification sticks, then the stud fees for Medina Spirit will fall, and that could mean big bucks. Now, for trainer Bob Baffert, the biggest hit to his brand will be his reputation. He's already getting a lot of bad press from people who aren't even familiar with horse racing, and he's the talk of the late-night talk show comedians, and there was even a spot on Saturday Night Live last week. But for those who do know the sport, 
from now on, he'll kind of have an asterisk next to his name, even if he's exonerated of all wrongdoing. Like Bill Belichick mentioned earlier, he'll still have the victories and the championships, but he'll still have that reputation of crossing the line in order to win. And while people love to hate a winner like Baffert, he doesn't deserve to be thrown in with the likes of Lance Armstrong or Barry Bonds. He's currently suspended from racing at Churchill Downs and New York, which may result in future breeders or owners not wanting to hire him, but come on, this is Bob Baffert we're talking about. It will all blow over, and even with the world looking over his shoulder from now on, he'll still have many, many victories ahead in his career. Which brings us back to the brand of the sport itself. There is no commissioner of racing in America. They've actually tried it a few times over the years, but it's never turned out well. There are just too many pieces of the puzzle working at the same time. Not only do you have the jockeys who are looking out for their best interest and the trainers who are looking out for their best interest, but you expand that to the tracks and the track owners and then the state governments who want what's in their best interest as well. And it's just one big mess to try to rein in. Now, the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency is stepping in next year for transparency and drug testing. But until something happens that unifies the transparency of the sport overall, unfortunately, the entire brand of horse racing may get worse before it gets better. Okay, I'm going to stop here. In the end, Medina Spirit didn't win the Preakness, but still came in the money at a respectable third place finish, and didn't even race in the Belmont Stakes. But the story of the brand of horse racing will continue to unfold, and I'll keep you updated in future episodes. Which will bring us to the end of another episode of the Level Play Sports Podcast. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this discussion of horse racing, especially during Triple Crown season, and learned something along the way. If you like what you heard today, then please subscribe and you'll be notified of future episodes. Also, if you like what you heard, then feel free to leave something in the comments or send me a message directly at dave at levelplaysports.com. Of course, don't be a troll, but if you have anything that you'd like to discuss about anything that we've been talking about here or have any ideas for any future episodes, then we'd love to hear from you. Stay tuned for future episodes of the Level Play Sports Podcast, where we will discuss athlete brand management in more detail. For the Level Play Sports Podcast, I'm Dave Kalen. Have a good one. Have a good one.